and welcome to a new episode of Digital Coffee. And I'm your host, Brett Dyser. You can please subscribe to Digital Coffee on all your favorite podcasting apps. Let's get to the number one ranking in the leadership for leisure for gaming. But this week, we're going to be talking about the Elgato Facecam Pro, Steam coming to Chrome OS. That's interesting. Also, NVIDIA Geoforce Cloud Gaming launched in Africa. The issues with Modern Warfare 2 flickering. Yes, I have played it. Dying Light 2's DLC. Atomic Heart going to Game Pass. And then my main thing, we talked a little bit about Overwatch 2, but my main thing is, is keyboard and mouse an unfair advantage to console players? Because it's always a big thing when we are talking about crossplay, because then we have all the issues with is controller better than keyboard and mouse and vice versa. But uh, happy Friday to you all. I hope you have your coffee cups ready. Let's get on with the show. Mmm, that's good. And the first thing I'm gonna be talking about is going to be the Elgato Face Cam Pro. It's the first, you wanna call it that, it's the first 4K 60 frames per second webcam. It is very expensive though. It's gonna be about $300 MSRP. So if you have the money for it, it's great. Now Elgato does come with its own very good software as well, where you can fine tune it and it will be saved on your webcam. So you can move from, from computer to computer without fiddling with the settings each and every time, which is nice. Now I've seen some YouTubers talk about it. I've seen their videos actually using it and it does look really good for a webcam. Actually, it looks surprisingly good that it could be almost a budget DSLR type of a thing. That's how actually good it could be through it. So it's interesting. It actually could be good for a traveling type of setup that you actually need. And Elgato stuff is usually pretty good. It's not always good, but it's usually pretty good. And this one is no different. Now, like I said, it's a very big price tag for it. And you may be wondering why 4K? Well, with 4K, you can actually repurpose your videos to actually be in TikTok or that vertical format, and they won't lose any resolution on there as well. You could also use this to shoot YouTube videos on the fly and not make it look like you're in a, well, a portable or webcam, laptop webcam. So there is some pros and cons to this, but the biggest con is going to be the price. It's $300. It's actually all sold out right now on Elgato. And they said that the next batch will be coming later this month. So we'll see what actually comes with this. But yeah, very, very interesting on what they're coming out with. And like I said, from what I've seen so far, most YouTubers like it. Now there's always going to be a few of those that don't, but most actually like it and most Surprisingly, Elgato is actually using the video footage from its webcam, unlike other companies that actually use DSLR and pretend it's their webcam, which is not. All right, moving on to Steam on Chromebooks, and it enters beta and adds AMD support. So if you have a Chromebook and you're like, I really wish I could play my Steam games, you may be in luck, finally. 
Now, here's the thing. It's going to be actually requiring, for beta support, the AMD Ryzen 5000C series CPUs. It's also going to, for beta support for the Intel side, it's going to be requiring the latest 12th generation chip. So it's a it's a high bar for that one. You The RAM requirements is only 8 gigs instead of 16. Also, the beta has also lowered the specs to well, i3 ones as well, and the Chromebooks is actually going to be the Ryzen three chips. So it looks like it looks like there's there's a little bit of a, a disconnect here from this one. It could be the the higher ones are actually give you a better performance, but you could still use it on lower chips as well. So we'll see, actually see. But it's good to see that it lowered the RAM usage from sixteen to eight because Chromebooks aren't necessarily the most powerful things you can get. So it's very interesting. Now, the ones that support it, there's going to be about several different Acer's, several different Asus's, the HP Elites and the HP's Pros, Lenovo IdeaPad Gaming Chromebook 16, the Lenovo i5-14 Chromebook, the Lenovo Flex i5i Chromebook 14, Lenovo ThinkPad C14, also the Acer Chromebook 514, 515, 516 GE, spin 514, spin 713, spin 714, and Acer Vero 514. The Asus uh, Chromebook C9, CX9, the Flip CX5, the Flip CX5, which is two different ones apparently, and the Vibe CX55 Flip, and the Framework Laptop Chromebook Editions, which is actually even better because frameworks are actually very interesting as they are modular laptops that you can upgrade the specs and not to buy a whole new laptop, which is great. And moving on to GeForce now is going to, or the cloud gaming side is going to be launching in South Africa. So that my friends in Africa, you will finally be able to play it through the cloud gaming. If, and when you actually have the funds to actually buy the monthly fee and everything else that is associated with this. But this is just kind of a next step for it because it will allow you to actually have next-gen gaming on your phone, on a not very good laptop, etc. because you actually have the subscription service. But you guys also have to have a good internet connection too. So that can be deterring a lot of people. But at least it's coming to South Africa. It's coming to more places, which is always great because... Eventually, cloud gaming is going to be the future. Is it right now? No. Is it? Will it be eventually? More than likely, yes. All right, moving on to NVIDIA driver update that supposedly fixes the Modern Warfare 2 flashing issues. Now, I've actually noticed this, and it's it's pretty apparent that there's, there's this weird flashing in the game where it kind of like shows you parts of the map for whatever reason it's a very weird so apparently there there is an issue that the update driver will eventually fix but i haven't seen the update driver quite yet hopefully they'll fix this because it is very annoying after a while playing with this and this really shouldn't happen to be honest with you i don't know even know why it's happening i don't know what's causing this but it just is not the best circumstances but it seems like it's only affecting the NVIDIA graphics cards, not the AMD graphics cards, which is another interesting thing as well, because usually these bad bugs are mostly on 
AMD graphics cards, but not. But there it is. We unfortunately have to deal with this. Which, moving on to my impressions of Modern Warfare 2. Now, I played a bunch of it this week, and it's interesting. It is a lot slower, as people have said. I don't mind slower, to be honest with you. I think slower sometimes is better to a certain extent. It does add a little bit of attention. Unfortunately, it does add a way for you to be killed by snipers quite a bit. Now, I've used... I think it's the bolt action, some of the bolt action rifles, not as a camping sniper, I go around and shoot and I've gotten relatively good at it. But it is very interesting. I like the the what was it, the drilling grenade thing, the, the one you throw at a wall. You can actually throw at a shield person and it kills them too, which is kind of funny. It latches onto the shield and just blows them up because someone with a shield, right shield tried to do that to me. I'm like, and threw that. I'm like, I wonder if this works. Threw that at them, and they exploded, and they had no idea what that that would work. And they were trying to run away. I was like, Yeah, you can't run away from that unless you actually find another weapon and get rid of it. But, anyways, it's all right. It's it's not bad. I do like the we- weapon smithing system. I do like kind of like there are there's one gun, but there's several different variants of the gun within one gun, so you can change it and do all this other stuff. I like that aspect of it. The kill streaks are fine. Score score streaks are fine. It's just UVAs. It's just funny if a team does really well, you'll have, you'll see like fifteen UVAs go up, and it's, and it's just insane how much it, that goes up as well. I I mean, it's a Call of Duty game. It's gonna be okay. It's not gonna be the best. It's not gonna be the worst. I still think Modern Warfare. The 2019 one is still better than this one, but it is still not a terrible game for Call of Duty. Will it change the world? Will it be revolutionary? No, that left quite a while ago. The revolutionary Call of Duty was Call of Duty 4, and that was the last revolutionary one that I say because that changed how Call of Duty was. That changed everything. And the rest of Call of Duties haven't really been that revolutionary. Not even Battlefield is that revolutionary anymore in terms of what they do. They've kind of hit that stagnant phase where Battlefield's known for its big multiplayer matches and some destruction. Not all destruction, but some destruction. And Call of Duty is more that quick-paced not really vehicles unless you go to Warzone or maybe their knockoff conquest map. And surprisingly, Call of Duty Marvel Warfare 2, at least in the single player one, there is destruction in the game. It's very limiting on the destruction of the game, but there is some destruction, which is interesting. And not just the, the like gimmicky destruction, but actual destruction, destruction. But like I said, you, you go to play small maps. You go to play to, like, get get your ego on, you know, <laughs> your virtual ego, your Vigo, your Vigo on, and that's what it is. You just play with a bunch of people. You rage. You play another match. You do well. You go, look how great I am. You play another match. You rage because you're not as good as you thought you were, and the cycle continues until you hit prestige or you just give up and play another game. So, I mean, that's, that's my impression so far about what modern warfare two actually is all about from my perspective, obviously. 
Now moving on to Dying Light 2 Blood Tie Story DLC will be revealed on November 6th, so next week. And it, I actually haven't played too much of it, of Dying Light 2. I started to and then I just kind of stopped. Not because it's a terrible game, I just stopped for whatever reason. But it's good to see it now. It's been delayed several times. It's supposed to come out earlier. It was delayed till September. Well, that didn't really work. And then it was delayed till October. Well, that pushed back to this month. So hopefully we'll see some actual something on it so we can actually see if it's going to actually be good or not. But unfortunately, we're just still going to have to wait and still have to see what what this one's all about. Now, Dying Light 2 is a huge game. It's, they said it would take like 200 hours, 200 hours or some absurd amount of to complete it all, which is absurd and a lot, which is great to a lot of people that actually have time and terrible to the people who are like, man, I really want to complete this, but this will take me like two, like several years to do it because I just don't have a limited time. But I'm so glad to see that they are actually supporting this game this game was still really good regardless it's a very interesting game i think it's better than the original dying light which wasn't terrible either but teaches though all right moving on to atomic heart and it is coming out on xbox game pass day one that means you don't actually have to actually buy it if you don't want to but this is a very interesting one it, it does give me a bit of Bioshock vibes or feelings to how it's playing. It's very like ninth in the eighties, but it's futuristic at the same time. It's a very interesting type of a game that I'm actually looking forward to and seeing how this all plays out. Now, supposedly actually it's not even eighties. It's 1955. Excuse me. So this is basically where the USSR defeated Nazi Germany and they, and through advanced technology and robotics, and they're the leading global power after the events of World War II. But after reports begin to emerge of robots conducting experiments on humans in a secret facility, a KGB agent is sent to investigate. So, like I said, very interesting to see how well this will play out, what will actually happen, what the weapons are, what the other abilities will be, and how this will actually work all together. And Hopefully it'll be a really good game at the same time because that's what we always want to see is a good game. Now, when I said it was 80s, it looked like it was a more of an 80s vibe, but apparently it was 1955. So that's always correct where you need to correct. But I'm excited to see this game finally come out next year in February. So it's not too much longer to wait unless they delay it again. All right, moving on to Overwatch 2 and... Well, Overwatch 2 is an interesting game. I, I like the gameplay, but I just don't like the leveling up. There's really not much to do when you level up through the game pass. And you get all the stuff you need. You can level up for titles, but really, who do you really care about the titles? I mean, I don't even care about the titles, but... And the other issue is just the store and the store policies and just not actually having any free skins to actually use. You can't even, even buying the battle pass, you can't actually get a store credit or coins or whatever you want to call it anymore. You really can use your legacy coins, which is another annoying thing. There's a lot of annoying things I just don't like about 
the way they're monetizing it, it, it seems like a nickel and dime. It seems like they're just trying to squeeze out as much money as they can get before everybody just goes, you know what? I'm kind of tired of this game because that's going to eventually going to happen. If you can't figure out a way of having a better feedback loop for people, people don't want to come back. I mean, if you feel like if the players feel like they're, you're being, you're taking advantage of them and if they really want to get cool skin, but it costs $19 by itself, you're having issues already with this one. And I don't really agree with that. If, if it costs more than the battle pass, there is something wrong with that pricing. Fine. Move up the battle pass to 20 bucks and make it $10 for the skin. But seriously, 20 bucks for a skin, $10 for the battle pass. And I only really get three or four skins. I mean, it just seems like this idea and strategy is just not well thought out at all. And they need to go back to the drawing board. I would say probably a hybrid between loot boxes and the battle pass is probably going to be the best thing for them. Will they do that? No, they're fully committed to this battle pass, which is pretty abysmal because like I said, once you beat it all, once you get all the skins, it's just kind of like, Ooh, titles. And it's like, Ooh, yay. And it doesn't really matter. Like titles are just stupid. There's just Overwatch two seems to be, it was basically launched as a beta and we're figuring out that it was very beta like as well. So hopefully it worked out the kinks since may was taken off once again. So we first had bastion taken off. We, then we had Torb and then now we have may what other character is going to be taken off to have fixed. Not really sure, but just waiting for the new nurse for, Sombra, Genji, and Zarya, because that's going to be fun to see. Well, how players really feel about Sombra after that, because Kiriko will be really difficult to handle. And Sombra was basically one of a, a really great counter for her not to be able to teleport back, but we'll see what happens. All right, now on to my main thing. Is playing... Is console players playing with PC players, basically controllers versus keyboard, an unfair advantage? To a certain extent, yes, because you have a lot more pinpoint accuracy depending on the game you play on. It will be a lot better on first-person shooters. Racing, not so much. And really just first-person shooters is probably the biggest advantage you'll have for PC players because of the exact movement of it you don't overshoot as much with controllers you can overshoot quite a bit without aim assist and it is unfortunate it is unfair to a certain extent but you have to remember is that playing a first person shooter you're always at a disadvantage when you play on a controller it just is it just what it is i mean players were complaining, especially PC players were complaining about controller players on Warzone because Warzone had a really good aim assist that was almost too good to be an actual cheating tool by itself. Now, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't give some tools to help alleviate the skill gap between controller and keyboard and mouse players, but there is a huge divide with that one, and it can become very frustrating for console players to play against PC players because of that, especially once again on first person shooters. I'm only really talking about first person shooters to the point of is crossplay a good idea? 
when it's PC versus controller? I would say no. I would say the advantage goes to PC and controller. I mean, keyboard and mouse because controllers just cannot keep up. No matter how good the controller is, you always seem to find a way to overshoot or undershoot. Just not quite in that right spot. So I feel for you console players, I think cross-play can be fun in more cooperative ways, but when it's a, when it's a competitive match, it's just not fun if you're getting completely stomped on because the other person has a keyboard and mouse and you don't. So it does ruin their games. And I think the cross-play test has largely been not very positive. We either got calls from console players saying that there's a lot of cheaters on PC, which they're not wrong about whatsoever. Also with this, there's just too much of divide. Now it should just be an option to toggle on and off for this one, just because if people want to play with PC people, that should be their option, but being forced on it should never actually happen. That's just not cool. But what do you think? Do you think it's fine the way it is? Or do you agree with me? That is just unfair. Let me know in the comments below. But thank you for listening to Digital Coffee. As always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee on all your favorite podcasting apps. Leave a five-star review if you like this podcast. It's the number one category in the leisure gaming specific. And join me next week as we talk about what's going on in the pc gaming industry all right guys stay safe game on what you want to game play a controller if you want to especially depending on what genre you're playing in and see you next week later